The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily in the front podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's a Wednesday. Or whatever. It's I don't know what day it is, but it's a Brady Grimm football show. Pew! Pew, 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 pew. Is this like yeah, almost a New Year's? Almost a New Year's edition? Is that what this is? This is the, 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 last, the last time we'll see each other in 2022, Brady. Yeah, that is true. That hey, is true. see you next year. Don't you hate people who say that? It's the worst joke there is. It really is. You know who loves it? Ryan Wilson loves it. Yeah, I could see that. But but coming from him, though, I think it depends on who delivers that joke. You're like, okay, that's pretty funny. Coming from me, not so funny. Uh, no, but that's not your style of joke. Like, I don't think you, you'd lay down that joke either. So I get that's it. Right. I get um, it. Should we talk about, like, what just happened? Or did you guys already do a breaking news pod? Did not do a breaking news Raiders. pod on Derek no. Carr being benched by the Las Vegas Raiders. So let's dive right in and talk about it. Crazy okay. stuff. Your boy, okay. Josh McDaniel, said enough is enough. You're leading the league in interceptions. I got a huge bet on somebody else to lead the league in interceptions. You're benched. So there's a lot of different ways we can break this down. Like, yes, Derek Carr leads the league in interceptions, but I also look at the fact that it's a new offense. And what Derek Carr was wanting previously in Las Vegas and with the Raiders, far different. You know, as far as the verbiage of a West Coast offense compared to Josh McDaniel's system, entirely different what he's asked to do before the snap of the football entirely different there were going to be some growing pains you know I got, I got traded to Denver in 2010 when I got there that was Josh McDaniel's second year I remember talking to Kyle Orton about what he went through in 2009 and how big of an adjustment it was for him and he had the most interceptions in his career that year with Denver and then probably in large part too adjusting to new personnel a new system and all of that but that being said it's a system that is very quarterback friendly once you get a hold of it. It's just really tough to do it in one year's time. So I do think he was up against it considering what he's had in the past, even though he's played a lot of football and the fact that they go get Devontae Adams. There's a lot of things on the wide receivers too, as far as route adjustments, 
and what you're asked to do, the way you can move within that offense. So it's surprising that he had such a short leash, but it also, I think it gleams a few things. Uh, for starters, Josh McDaniels obviously was a previous head coach with Denver, maybe learned a little bit from his experience then and thought, all right, I'm taking this job though. I'm making sure Mark Davis knows that if things don't go well, I'm going to bench Derek Carr and I'm going to make sure that we sit him out. He's not even, he's not even active because of that guarantee with his, his contract. So we can make sure we can trade him, move him, or release him, depending on how they, they view the, you know, his contract, if they can't get the right trading partner and move on from him without having to pay, what, $40 million, I believe he would be due if he couldn't pass a physical come uh, the beginning of the new league year. So it makes some sense from a business standpoint, but this is also a move to tank, right? They're currently drafting in the top 10. They have six wins. and they lose the next two, you'd have to think they're safely probably in the top eight and that would put them in a position to go after either Bryce Young, Will Levis, or C.J. Stroud, who I think will be the first three quarterbacks that are taken in the first round, probably in the top ten. So, apologies if my dogs, start, my parents' dogs are barking loudly. There appears to be a UPS man at the, at the house. Um, Christmas is still going on at the Princeton household. Absolutely. We go through the new year. Actually, no, we uh, we tossed the tree out the day after, like like within – and my mom's like, all right, everybody, get up and get that tree out of my house. Uh, yeah, it's sort of actually like Josh McDaniels treating uh, Derek Carr. All right, Derek Carr, get up, get out of my house. I, I think it's, I think it, it comes out. It's not even, I don't believe it's even the new league year. I think it's like, th- it's like three days after the Super Bowl is when his, his contract is fully guaranteed, isn't it? Or did I read that wrong? Or not fully guaranteed. I, 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 I don't go back. It's a $40 million that kicks in, I believe. So yeah, I'll look it up. But the larger point being is he has to pass a he has to pass a physical. And if he gets hurt um in the final two games of the season, it would mean that he is due, you know, an extra $40 million. Yeah. And um the I mean, Rangers, you're, seeing, you're seeing this with the Colts and Matt Ryan too. It has a lot to sure. do with why they're they're putting him on the bench at this point and he's inactive. So it, I get the business side of things. I just think, all right, are you going to find someone that's a rookie quarterback of the three I mentioned that's going to come in right away and be able to play as high of a level? And maybe Raiders fans are saying, we still have 14 interceptions. I get that. But, you know, they also play in arguably one of the tougher divisions. You got the Chiefs, who are, you know, maybe the best team in football next to the Bills and uh, the Eagles. But you've got that team sitting in your division every single year. The Chargers are now a playoff team as well. And look, you're. You're, you're better than the alternative, I guess, when you look at the Denver Broncos. I mean, look at that disaster. So you got that going sure. for you at this point, I guess. Yeah, so you, you're not the Broncos. Congratulations. You're, <laughs> you're not the Broncos. I mean, wouldn't you say that if you're Derek Carr? Like, hey, wait a second now. You're benching yeah. me? Yeah, We're not the like, Broncos. Raiders country, let's ride? What do I need to do to keep us the same here? <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, like, who's had a better year, Derek Carr or Russell Wilson? Derek Carr by a hundred million miles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would think that. Um, it, look, I said, I said that I thought when John Gruden got hired that it was clear based on Derek Carr's contract that Gruden was going to move on from him, and I was surprised at how long he kept him around and stuck with him. Now, maybe they just didn't have a good drafting position, a good opportunity to bring in a veteran quarterback, or it just never worked out. I mean, allegedly they turned down Tom Brady once to, to keep Derek Carr. So, uh, and Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. So, who knows? That effing guy is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, that effing guy. Yeah, that, I mean that, that maybe a. Maybe a tactical error by Gruden and May- May- Mike Mayock there to uh, to pass on, on Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. But that's neither here nor there. The point being is, I, I do think, to your point, Josh McDaniels has been 
was on was he- like crazy on the hot seat. Like people, were, he wasn't crazy on the hot seat. Fans were demanding his head, calling for his head. Everybody thought he should be fired. Uh, like five or six weeks in, they'd won one game, lost a bunch of close games, coughed up a bunch of leads, and now you have a chance if you're if you're Josh McDaniels to sort of say, "Hey, look, all of that that happened, and this happens. This this occurs in the NFL every year. You saw it with Denver." Like Nathaniel Hackett is being given uh, the lion's share of the blame for everything that happened because he's the easiest scapegoat. That's true to a degree, but and we could get into that with the next. The, we will. Conversation I'm just saying point. that it's easy for Josh McDaniels, by virtue of Derek Carr's contract, to scapegoat Derek Carr and say, "Yes, everything that happened was Derek's fault. He wasn't a franchise quarterback. He couldn't run my offense. But if I bring in somebody new and young and different, or even Tom Brady." Um, then all of a sudden, you know, I can I can win here in, in Las Vegas, Mark. And don't worry, it will not be a problem next year, boss man. Do you think that's the target? Because obviously Tom Brady's set to become a free agent. There's already rumblings that he maybe he'd want to play somewhere else next season. There obviously was the desire to maybe play there previously uh, from him, from the Raiders to a degree. That didn't happen. Does it happen now that he's got the familiarity with Josh? Might make some sense. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it has to be one of those destinations that he's looking at. I, people who keep thinking he's going to go back to New England, it's like, I, I don't know that I foresee that either. Um, what are they just going to patch things up? And and you need to probably change who the offensive coordinator is. Probably change the offensive coordinator. Tom Brady ain't coming to call plays with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Yeah. He's like, uh, no, I think I'd rather go back to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Either way, though, I think if you look at the three guys I mentioned, with Bryce Young, your concern is the size. Like, will he be able to stay healthy? Now, his film is the best of anyone he checks every box. Like, I, I love this kid. I think he's one of the best prospects we've seen probably the past couple of decades. Like, to me, he's right up wow. there with the Trevor Lawrences of the world, et cetera. When you see his impact on the game, he's got a, a really, really high football IQ. The way he can manipulate the defense, he really does do things that you don't see many college quarterbacks do. I mean, he's way ahead of his time uh, as far as moving defenders, it's anticipation just throws. It's, it's just the size, and, and you're kind of walking away too going – you know, how big is his arm? His arm is good enough, but it's not Will Levis. It's not Anthony Richardson. It's probably not even C.J. Stroud, for that matter. Mm. But it's, it's enough. It's plenty enough. And he makes some of the most unique throws from off-platform, awkward body positions, too, when most guys can't. I mean, literally, it's almost like – remember Wayne's World – when like uh, he sees Cassandra and he starts just kind of floating through the crowd, <laughs> yeah. like that's how that's how Bryce Young kind of just floats around and they just like throws. Like it's almost like he's got this uncanny ability or just a throw like off platform. No, his no, body is not. If you ask, I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> he just floats through the crowd at, like towards her. Hey, so that, uh, that's how he like floats in the pocket. And they just spits the ball out, and it's on a dime across his body, opposite side of the field. Like I love his tape. Maybe that's their target here because maybe some other people are too concerned about his size and if he can stay healthy. But clearly, he's been able to stay healthy enough at Alabama. Um, the Will Levis tape is not that great, and it's funny that people are like, "Well, yeah, his tape was so bad." But go back and look at last year. How different were his stats last year versus this year? They just had better team success. Um, he was banged up. That was a big piece of it. You know, in a walking boot, had a sling on at times. Uh, by the way, as was Bryce Young at times this season. In fact, Nick Saban told me during a couple of their losses, their only two losses, you know, that was that entire month he wasn't practicing. So he was mm-hmm. playing through a bunch of injuries. So I think both those guys will be interesting to see how they're evaluated and how they're looked at. C.J. Stroud is surgical from the pocket. Maybe, you know, he's got a high football IQ as well. 
But when he's under duress, it doesn't work out quite the same. The, the Raiders' offensive line play hasn't been great this year. Yeah. And I know Josh McDaniels is one of the brightest minds in, in the NFL, so he can figure out ways of scheming up protection for C.J. Stroud. Uh, but it all depends on really what I think him and, and Ziegler are looking for out of that quarterback position. Because to me, like Bryce Young kind of makes a lot of sense here, but maybe it's not, and maybe it's not any of them. Maybe you're, it's what we're talking about. It's offering that, that top 10 pick to the Tampa Bay Bucks in order to be able to get a lot of Tom Brady. Right, he's I don't think a free he's agent, a, if I'm mistaken, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. You could, if you were thinking about trading for Aaron Rodgers and reuniting him with Devontae Adams, now that would be a different story. You'd need to trade. But Brady, free agent, you can just sign Tom Brady this offseason if you wanted. Yeah. Now, it would be a whole lot more difficult to sign Tom Brady this offseason when he becomes a free agent after the new league year starts or during the tampering period, whatever. Um, if you were on the hook for $40 million with Derek Carr's contract because he got hurt and couldn't pass the physical. So, which is why now the question is, do you think that, and again, I can't, I'm not hundred percent sure if it's three days after the Super Bowl or three days after three days before the league year, there was somebody who had a three day after the Super Bowl contract. I thought it was Carr, but I could be wrong. Regardless, do you think there's a trade partner out there for Derek Carr? Because I I think it's kind of easy to find like landing spots where it's certainly if he's cut where you could, he'll, he'll find plenty of places that want to sign him. Like whether it's Carolina, Atlanta, maybe even Miami could, could be a possibility. Um, you know, Miami, what about the Jets? The Jets make sense. Uh, the Falcons would be looking for a quarterback potentially uh, if they don't draft one. I think there's a whole bunch of spots that he could end up going that that would make sense. I mean, you could even suggest that the Houston Texans, if they don't, if they decide not to go with a quarterback at the top of the draft, uh, could could be one of those teams. Um, other, I mean, maybe, there'll, maybe. there'll be a trade partner. I think as far as looking at potential quarterbacks, you could trade for. Unless Aaron Rodgers wants out, you know, I don't know what uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to decide to do with him. And obviously Jordan Love, that's the fact into that decision as well. You know, he'd be the top. But outside of that, I- I'm not sure what other team is blatantly saying right now we're ready to move on from this guy outside of the Raiders that you would say this is probably the top quarterback in the trade market, at least that I can think of. Um, now, you know, it could be some other organizations that start sniffing around or poking around that have a guy that you might feel like is better. I mean, look, Matt Ryan's been an MVP uh, in this league before he's been to a Super Bowl, so maybe you feel like he might be better, even though this year did not look anywhere close to that. But Derek Carr would be, in my opinion, I think the most probably sought after. You know, at least from a, from a trade standpoint, not including the guys you're looking at, like a Tom Brady, uh, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, set to be a, a free agent, and other quarterbacks who fall into that category. Uh, by the way, just to clarify, Derek Carr's contract um, does say it'd be th- it'd be forty point four million dollars. Fully guaranteed. This would be a pro football talk. Fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2023 waiver period, which begins after the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a well for everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a, Derek Carr. He, it's it's unlikely he's going to be traded somewhere for somewhere terrible for nothing. Like, I wonder what Devontae Adams is thinking about all this. Like, didn't he decide to go to the Raiders to play with Derek Carr? He did, and they were best friends from college. Um, a little awkward. I would wouldn't want to. Hey, yeah, bitter beer face. Not sure. I had a phrase. I I I don't know what Devontae Adams is thinking, but I would guess he's thinking, man. At least I got this Taco Bell in my house out of all this. Yeah, that is an interesting commercial. I mean, of all the places, like I'd want a Chipotle. That's just me. Sure. Um, wouldn't be a Taco Bell. I mean, it definitely wouldn't be like, oh, good Taco Bell again. Oh yeah, I'm starving at my house. Third third Taco Bell meal of the day. Like, 
<laughs> Plus that, bell, that bell keeps going off in your head. And wouldn't that be annoying after yeah, a while? Yeah, yeah. Chipotle, though, I mean, like you go to Chipotle, like either one of those two, you're going to, you really need to have the 12 bathrooms that Russell Wilson has. I mean, because you're, you're going to, you're going to well, be rotating. About this. Remember, it's a 20,000 square foot house with four bedrooms. All right. You've got to make sure you've got multiple bathrooms, places to go to the bathroom. You don't have to worry about where you're sleeping because in a house that big, you'll probably forget where you're at half the time, but you have to have all the bathrooms. So you can how make many, sure you can take care of your business. How many of those bathrooms do you think are of those 12 bathrooms? Like, I mean, obviously two or maybe three are downstairs in the, like, one's downstairs in, like, is your there, man cave. Is there a possibility one of the bedrooms is so big you have two bathrooms in one bedroom? I think like, not, I like, think a separate, like, his and hers. Like, literally, oh. like, your east wing of, the, of, of that room has one bathroom, and the west wing has, like, another bathroom. Is I think that's entirely like, possible. I mean, it's possible, but like, have you heard of a house that has that? I've no, not. but you're like so lazy that you just feel like you have to. You're like, I just don't want to walk all the way across the the yeah. giant bedroom to get the. Or like, maybe it's like an elevated. <laughs> or maybe 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 they have like the bedroom area, and then there's like a little offset, like elevated, like step up to like a couch and like a lounge, like reading area, and there's a little a little bathroom, like a powder room, just right there, and then the other bathroom is like a full shower bathroom, so it's like a half. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a full bath. Right, it's a half bath. Half bath, but again, I, I would guess well, that they're counting bath, as advertised. You think they're counting two half baths as, as a full bath? I, I, I don't think know. Well, uh, you can do that technically when you do it, but um, I think look, well, here's the deal if you're that rich and you have a 20,000 square foot house, do a full bathroom. Bathrooms need to be full just in case yeah. there's an accident, then you just go shower off quick, put on whatever clothes <laughs> you've got remaining. Well, I mean, like, let's say you eat, you know, your fifth Taco Bell meal of the day and you just you're walking down the hallway and there's an accident, you need a shower. Right this there. is where this is where you're all wrong. Again, when you're in a house that big, you're probably eating like ridiculously rare foods that most people's bodies are not accustomed to. So they're going to have an extremely adverse reaction to that. And it's most likely going to come in the form of some near accident of number two. So because of that, again, that's more of the issue, not fast food. I mean, that, that stuff has been running through our bodies for years. In fact, but it probably doesn't stand our body long enough before we pass it to even have any sort of an impact. But if you're talking about like, point is like, you need to have a full, you need to have two full bats near the Taco Bell. And I don't know. I think that thing's coming out pre- pretty, you know, normal. I think you're worried about like some of the rare foods, like, oh, this, this came out of the rainforest. We've never seen this specimen of animal before, but that's in this uh, 20,000 square foot that's house. A rhino, that's a rhino horn puree, like milkshake. It's like, all that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's like, no one's ever eaten this before. We're not sure what's going to happen. It runs through you like a rhinoceros. Yeah, uh, I actually do think there was a, a recent rhinoceros that just went extinct, but I probably, probably shouldn't make fun of rhinos. Um, they're badass, man. Why would you? Rhinos are badass. All right, uh, so yeah, Derek Carr, where, where do you think he play? You get one guess. Where do you think he plays next year? Um, that's a tough one because he's I'll actually playing a number of systems. Who are you saying? I'll say the Panthers. Oh, you like that, huh? You like that. I mean, they got to figure out their head coach first. And did you feel like Steve Wilkes is going to be burnt by like drafting a quarterback and Josh Rosen and say, I don't want to go that route. I need a veteran. We can, we got a running game. We got a good defense. I feel like he'll come in right away and make us competitive. If it's Steve Wilkes, because I feel like it just won't be Steve Wilkes, even if they make the playoffs. Really? I just think David, well, maybe if they make the playoffs different. Yeah. That'd be really disappointing though, considering the lift he's given them and the raw deal he got in Arizona in the first place. I agree completely. He should get a look at it. David, David Tepper's David Tepper. So who knows? That is true. David Tepper is David Tepper, indeed. David Tepper uh, I was really going to say the Jets. Like, if you're the Jets, I think That's you need good. a veteran guy to come in. Garoppolo, like, don't you have so many concerns about his injury history? Even though he fits yeah. the system, Salah has been around. Carr would be a great fit in that system. 
I, I think he'd be perfect for it. And that's another team that I think what you say San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that'd be one you'd look at, but like, what's the deal with Trey Lance? And yeah, I mean, maybe they'd be in the runnings for Tom Brady, you know, or Aaron Rodgers for that matter. Like, I feel like you might have two other veteran guys you might look at if that's the case. That is that is correct. Um, okay, so you're gonna say New York, and I'll say Carolina. You're gonna say your Jets, and I'll say my Panthers. Right, the Jets have moved on from Zach Wilson, which I tried to explain to people early in the season. I was probably gonna take place. May have thrown that out there. Really upset some Jets fans. I have not heard much from them about the, that truthful that truthful fact that you were spitting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to do the whole victory lap thing. I'm not that type of guy. Yeah, I mean, you're I down like you're down, six, you're down like six grand on the Jets. I don't know if I do a victory lap. <laughs> well, five thousand actually in donations, right? Yes. Unless they they win another game, which all went to good charities. I wouldn't say I'm down at all. In fact, I'd say I'm up. I'd say, you'd say you're up from a philanthropical and tax evasion standpoint. Absolutely. <laughs> tax evasion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a quick break when we come back. Nathaniel Hackett fired. Is it Russell Wilson's fault or someone else's? Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So Nathaniel Hackett, not the first coach fired, not the second coach fired, not even the, he's the third coach fired, right? Somebody else got yep. fired? Yeah. Yep. Um, Tried to grow a goatee and thought that that might save him. It did not. Did you Did you see his look? It was a good look. I thought it was a great attempt at a goatee. I can't grow facial hair, so kudos to him for being able to. And it is, is, as Wilson like points out, it reminded me of when it reminded us of when Greg Williams like came back from Bounty Gate and dyed his hair with sun in and like grew a goatee. Like it's somebody other than me. Ha ha ha! Like don't worry. Yeah, I, I don't know. If it was that so much, but either way. Here's what's really surprising to me. You just went on this rant about that who someone's gonna be the scapegoat. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett is in this case. You tease whether or not it's Russell Wilson. How does George Payton get off the hook? Is what I want to know. And then is empowered by is it Greg Penner? I believe is acting as CEO CEO now. Yeah. So he's empowering. He's empowering George Payton now to take over the next head coaching search. Yet. It was George Payton who selected Nathaniel Hackett in the first place. Who traded was, for Russell Wilson. Yeah, who also traded for Russell Wilson, but I'm not going to fault him for that. No one knew that was going to take place, right, until we got in the season. But let's just go through as Nathaniel Hackett was hired, who was George Payton's decision before the ownership took over, and then all what came with that, okay? So you hire a guy who's never been head coach before. Okay, that's fine. Comes with good recommendations. You probably want to surround him with some other guys who've got some experience at their positions, right? 
Yeah. Their defensive coordinator, first-year defensive coordinator calling the defense. Their offensive coordinator, first year calling the offense. Now, Nathaniel Hackett was obviously calling the offense, but first time at that at that spot as, sure. a, as an OC, and it ended up calling the plays, which really had no impact on helping to improve the offense. So you've got first-time head coach, first-time OC, first-time DC. What about the O-line? Also a first-time offensive line coach who actually got dismissed as well with Nathaniel Hackett. So at no point in time, if you're George Payton, you're not like, Hey, man, um, maybe we want to surround ourselves with a few <laughs> veteran guys we sprinkle in there just to help us out with figuring everything out. Or, or what about someone for, like, game management? It's like, oh, yeah, George Payne take, is taking credit for Jerry Rosberg, who he helped Nathaniel Hackett figure out after week two. What about the entire offseason, figuring out that maybe you have a head coach who needs this or you should have somebody who oversees this? And then I think the worst thing to me is Mike Munchak who has played in almost every single style of system and offense is living in Denver and could have been their O-line coach, would have loved to be their O-line coach. He's one of the best coaches, ask around players, coaches, they'll tell you. Him, him and Bill, him and, him and uh, Caldwell, or, yeah. uh, or Callahan, Bill Callahan, excuse me, are like regarded as like the two, like two gurus who will come in and fix your O-line if it's all messed up. Yeah. And he's living there in Denver, yet you didn't want to go that route. And at no hmm. point in time did you want to tap him and say, hey, why don't we call Mike Munchak, see if he can help us out offensively doing some things with our running game, protection for Russell Wilson, all of that, right? Don't bring him in. It's just, it's crazy to me that George Payton has, even though he's been public and taken some blame with all this, he survives. And then he's empowered to hire the next coach, which is interesting because whoever the next coach is, you'd think that he's got power over that head coach. Mm. And so it's, it's a new ownership group that I think is already making mistakes and stumbling over themselves for not being able to reevaluate how this whole entire mess started. It started with George Payton. So it's just, it's interesting to me, like that that's where we are right now as the Broncos look for a new head coach that they want to partner, obviously get the most out of Russell Wilson. It makes sense. And we can get into that, you know, whether or not Russell Wilson has that same fast twitch and escapability and things that we saw during his time in Seattle, how you'd build that offense around him and, and, the, and the personnel for that matter. But no matter how you look at it, like, why should we trust if you're a Broncos fan, George Payton, in figuring out who that guy is and then constructing a coaching staff? Especially when you had Vic Fangio there, and I know it wasn't working out, but we all agreed he was like a quarterback away. So yeah. then you get the quarterback. If you just kept Vic Fangio and gotten Russell Wilson, who knows how it would have panned out. Now, to your point, now I will say this. Uh, 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 is it Greg Penner? Greg Penner said, the CEO, and he's not the owner, he's the CEO, I think. But, CEO, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, he's like, the new head coach will report directly to me. That's a little more, he called it normal in the sense of like how that works in an NFL team. I don't know that that's, I would call it normal, but the larger point is, in other words, he's at least opening it up where it's like, if Sean Payton wanted to come and work with Russell Wilson and report directly to Greg Penner, Sean Payton could probably get George Payton kicked to the curb pretty quickly. Like, I don't think George Payton is totally safe, but I agree with you that he has escaped public blame in a way that he shouldn't, given that he made the hire, he made the trade, he gave the extension. And he did it all knowing the team was about to get sold. And maybe you should wait and see what your new new bosses think about it before you make all these moves. Yeah, but your boss is already telling you that he's going to rely on your expertise in helping this next head coaching search. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I mean, you could, you could manipulate this thing to direct them to a guy who, hey, remember, buddy, I'm the one who got you in here as the head coach. Sure. Like, that guy's not going to throw him under the bus. No, of course. The odd, the odd thing not to make a transition to Sean Payton because it seems like he's very open about the fact that you know, he wants to get back into coaching and he's building this all-star coaching staff. That's great. 
That's not surprising, right? He's one of the best offensive minds, a great head coach. Uh, Vic Fangio is rumored to be is tabbed as his defensive coordinator. No, which is going to happen in Denver, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, that would be a little awkward, right? Like, like when Vic Fangio walk in and be like, you know, I like this place. I'm willing to come back. Do hey, George, F you, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's where I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. Um, anyway, but it is interesting that, that Sean Payton's been so outspoken about it. And you're almost like, dude, there's some spots that you might be tabbed at that aren't even open right now. And doesn't the Saints have the rights to him anyway? Yes. The Saints would have to trade him to wherever he would go coach next. And it has been like Sean Payton's been very open and leaking out information about how he wants to coach. And it's and it's like also everybody has, knows like where he wants to coach somehow. It's like the Chargers. Like all the Chargers have to do is miss the playoffs and Sean Payton is all over the Chargers. They, yeah. they make the playoffs, of course. But it's like – it's a weird thing. Like you, Bill Cowher was always really good about this. I thought he would be rumored for a job and he would come up and be like, listen, I am not, I would never consider a job while some other coach isn't currently employed by that job. That's not my style. It's not how I operate. Whereas it does seem like Peyton is at least like applying some pressure to some of these jobs by virtue of what he's doing through the me through the media. I feel like he's breaking coach's code, you know, Absolutely. like that's just not something that you do. And then if you even look at the Saints situation, right, like knowing that he's saying he wants to come back, then people start speculating whether or not he'd come back to coach the Saints. And especially yes. if you can, you know, maybe reunite him with Tom Brady, who's a free agent. And we already know that they were had plans to potentially both be in Miami together. Why not New Orleans then with that roster, given how much talent they have, if you could keep some of those guys together? Um, you just start looking at it and go, well, how fair is that to Dennis Allen? Not you know, very fair they, at all. No, and, and so I, I, I don't know. The whole thing is – a bit bizarre that you kind of take a year off and now want to immediately get right back into it. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's not as much interest in all that. I, I think most people, when they get in the TV, the real reason they get in the TV is because they want to be able to, to apply leverage and stay visible, right? And leverage in the sense of if they end up enjoying TV, they can always go back and, well, pay me a little bit more, I'll stand, I won't leave. And, and most networks would be like, okay, we'll probably do that. But they have a point to which they'll say, we know eventually you'll want to come back. And so go go coach. Go back into the thing you love. And when you're done with that, come right back to us. We'll be here for you and waiting. That's usually how it goes. Like they're not going to be held at gunpoint and say, yeah, we'll pay you whatever you want. Like most networks will not spend money like that. And right. so that's what's interesting about this is, is obviously it's it's a year off. It's to go to Fox for a year. And then out of it, he what goes somewhere else? I mean, that's the hard thing is given that they still have his rights. It was almost just what he needed a year off to be able to just, I don't know, recharge, recharge or refresh how he sees himself as a coach or where he wants to be. And he gets a year away and maybe Dennis Allen does well enough where it's, it's okay for him to move on somewhere else. I don't know. It's all a bit bizarre. Yeah, it is. It's like, and, and he's been out publicly. He's like, you know, I just really love this Fox gig. Like, I don't know if I want to go back to coaching. And then, like, and yet every week there's a new rumor from a different media outlet that Sean Payton's, like, is, you know, assembling assembling his crew or, you know, is, is like, like loves the idea of, like, you know, coaching Justin Herbert or so-and-so. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Ed Reed got hired as a head coach. Love Ed Reed. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I think, you know, it's great for him. It's great for Bethune-Cookman. Obviously, he's hiring him. I, the only thing I, I kind of, when I heard the news, was thinking, wow, um, he's the type of guy that I thought would have risen up the ranks at Miami if you wanted. Now, granted, he was hired originally under Manny Diaz. So maybe when Mario Cristobal got there, he's like, ah, this isn't really working out the way I'd hoped, uh, or I'd rather do my own thing. And then if Cristobal doesn't work out, now I've got some head coaching experience, so hire me back as the head coach. 
But I also thought like the NFL, I mean, who would be, people would be a fool not to hire him and have him at a minimum as your secondary coach and not eventually as a defensive coordinator. Now, I know it's a completely different skill set to play the game. And arguably, in my opinion, he's the best safety that ever played. Um, but also then be able to call a defense. Like that's two different skill sets. For sure. But I still would love to see it. And I think, you know, most teams in the NFL would probably give him a chance to see if he is capable of doing it. So that was the only interesting thing is maybe it's more of the impact on, on young men and having the chance to do that or just wanting to kind of get that head coaching like right away and, and start doing things your own way to kind of find your way and how you go about doing it. I wonder how much of an impact like Deion Sanders would have had on this too. Cause they're like, you know, same, not, not, not same age, but like same, you know, same sort of era, you know, with the, the U and, and Dion at Florida State. And, and like whether like Ed Reed like saw Dion do it and talked to Dion and was like, he's like, man, this is how you recruit. Like you can win this way quick at a small school. Da, 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 da. Like I sort of wonder if that was an impact. It's not as easy said as done though, right? I mean, look at Hugh oh. Jackson right now at, at Grambling State, right? Like he goes down there and they're what, three and eight or whatever they are. I mean, Some it's more not wins helping him. They had with the Browns. I actually think it, it's it's equal to the amount of wins oh! he had with the Browns. Up high, down. Yeah. Because I think he was what one in thirty-one, and then he won two the next year before he got fired. So he's equated to that at least. But that's right. Good job. Um, Congratulations, you. Fantastic. <laughs> well, um, but the point is this: is like it's no given that he's going to go to Bethune Cookman to build up the program to be what uh, Jackson State was with Deion uh, Sanders. Like, like it helped, by the way, that Deion Sanders just happens to have a son who's a stud at quarterback, and then he gets a five-star guy who can play right. both ways, wide receiver and DB, to come there. It's like, well. That'll change a lot. That, yeah, that, that, yeah. A lot. You're playing when you're coaching, when like you've got that at Jackson State, you are immediately ten times better than anyone else in your in your conference. It's I mean, like, no, let's see how this works out now versus Utah. Who, by the way, yeah. they got a bunch of big old you know, dudes, Polynesian dudes, guys who are looking to smash your face in every single play. We'll see if that works out. How that transition goes like, at Colorado. Um, all right, read between the lines. I don't actually have the quote. Gronk, I don't have the quote on Ron Rivera starting Carson Wentz. Do you have it? Um, I don't. Well, Ron Rivera starting Carson Wentz. Read between the lines. <laughs> You're so good at this. I know. Professional. You're, You're such a professional. Um, he gives him the best chance to make a run, in my opinion. Like, I think Carson Wentz has a higher ceiling than Taylor Heineke, who probably has a higher floor, though, than Wentz, right? Like, yeah. I don't imagine Taylor Heineke is going to throw – a left-handed interception. We've seen Carson Wentz do that before, right? Or like um, a two-yard pick six. Yeah, you know, but so I just don't see that happening. So I, I think like, you got to take the good with the bad, and I think if you're Washington, you look at your situation right now and go, still got a shot for the playoffs. Are we getting the playoffs? We need someone who can really push the ball down the field. He brings that, and you traded for him. So go give him, you know, go give him every opportunity right there to prove otherwise that he, he can do it. So – there's our Jonathan Jones all over it. That's right. Um, Rob Gronkowski appeared on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams on FanDuel TV, a live show that appears on FanDuel TV. Actually, it has a TV channel as well, which you might not know, but it does. I can promise you that. He said, I don't really have an itch to go back. I'm sure if it did, I would have went back already. I'm not really prepared right now to go back at all, either the mindset, mentally or physically. Not prepared at all. Read between the lines. I don't doubt that, but didn't he just say he was bored last week and then some yeah. teams started inquiring? Yeah. So it's, what do you make of all this? Like Drew Rosenhaus wants to wants to get a, a pay cut or like something or a raise from somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I was just gonna say it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh and, and by the way, he's what, 33? Yeah. The the Bucks could use him. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the Bucks could the use Bucks him. The Bucks could use him, especially if they make a playoff run. Like he'd be that guy you go, okay, 
bring him in for a playoff run. I think him and Tom Brady would be just fine. Or what about a reunion in Vegas? I mean, I just think that is the play. Like if, if Tom Brady, Brady goes, if Brady goes to, Vegas. Point to Vegas, Gronk's going to be there. He's going to have his own club. He's going to have his own merch, like everything else. It'll go wild if he goes there for a year and then kind of makes some roots and they have any sort of success there. And then Josh McDaniels will just have to sign on for it. Like he said, he's not going to make things the Patriots way. Well, guess what, buddy? If you get Tom Brady, you're getting Rob Gronkowski too. You get Brady getting- in Vegas, you're getting Gronk in Vegas. End of story. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, okay, finally, you got a buddy who has a oh. cheat code for, for Christmas shopping to tell. Yeah, so um, I, I wasn't aware this is even possible. But apparently, you know, when you tell your significant other, your spouse, you're one of your loved ones, especially if you happen to cohabitate with them, all right? If you're going Christmas shopping for them, it could buy you a lot of time around the holiday season, which can be stressful at times for some people, right? I was, I was so my, like, where this is going. <clears throat> yeah, so my buddy tells me, he's like, hey, here's the plan. We go over to this mall, which was a nice mall, by the way. And by the way, I haven't been in a mall in like 15 years, like sure. probably before college, because I used to work at one. I worked at Hollister back in high school. I just... Something about that whole experience, I was like, this is just, I don't want to go back into a mall. Right. Right, I spent enough time there. So uh, he's like, here's how we set this up. Tell the wives we're going to be going to, he's, he's got a Southern accent now, so you can appreciate he, it. He's your buddy Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. Like, <laughs> no, no, he's got a Southern accent. So he's yeah. like, tell your wives you're going to get them something nice at the mall. He's like, and this is the plan. We start off at Capitol Grill, all right? We get a, a, a few drinks there, you know, have ourselves a nice lunch for about an hour, maybe two hours, all right? <laughs> then from there, we try to hit up all the department stores. But don't forget, all the department stores have a bar in each of them. They so do? we first go to the bar. Oh, yeah. Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus. You just got to find it. Sometimes they're tucked away. But they have a bar. They've wisened up to all this. Yeah. So we went in there. Had a drink or two before you try to go peruse around and kind of makes like sifting through all the stuff and people who are rude and all that a little bit more easier to take. Yeah. And so we, you know, hit up Nordstrom's, go have a few drinks, maybe have a little appetizer, do a little bit of shopping, go back to a Neiman Marcus, go to the bar, have a few more drinks, a little maybe an appetizer, a little more shopping. We were probably there for about six hours, all right? <laughs> it was like an hour of actual shopping to get what, what we needed done. And then there was like five hours of just like kind of perusing around, having a good time. Sounds incredible. This is this is a cheat code. Yeah. So did you now did you did you get back? Did you come back to the house with anything, any actual presents? So here's here's the key. Here's the key. This is what like blew my mind. I was like, he really does have it all figured out. All right. My buddy Nick. He goes, I should actually probably not say the rest of this in case his wife sees this, but he goes, I'm gonna get her two bags, make her pick one. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Like both nice bags. Like that way you kind of, you can't miss if you're getting her a gift that she really wants, she gets to pick. It looks like you've done double the shopping. No, it's not that. Here's the catch. You take the other one back, you get a refund back for it. And you you spit it in the bar. No, not even the bar for yourself. And you go back and get all those Christmas discounts. So literally, oh. he's figured out the entire process. Of this like, guy's a genius. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's got this whole thing planned out. He's an absolute genius. That's that is an unbelievable cheat code. And I'm, I think that everyone who listens to this should try. I'm it. using that every single year from this point moving forward. I'm hoping that my wife never sees this, and anyone else who watches this, their their wife never sees this. I mean, and honestly, it probably works. The it other works way the other way too. Yeah, it probably yeah. does. But you just get on the calendar. You're like, hey, and, and if you hit a home run with the gift the first year, it's like I'm going Christmas shopping with Nick. She's like, by all means. 
Enjoy yeah. you. Go. go, go. You did a great time last year. All right. That, there it is. Brady Quinn, not just a football analyst, a life analyst as well. Shout out to. I can't take any credit. Shout out to my buddy Nick. Shout out Thank to you. our buddy, or your buddy Nick. I mean, now he's now my buddy too. He's, he's your buddy. He's everyone's buddy now. He's everyone's friend now. Our friend Nick. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn. That'll do it for us. My back is killing me in this stupid wooden chair. Now, seriously. Come on, Bob. Crank it up a little bit. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Brady, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Happy holidays. See you in 2023. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.